On today's episode number 883 of the School of Podcasting, one of the advantages of working for a podcast media hosting company, in this case it's Libsyn, but please realize that when you listen to this show, I am speaking as Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, but today I'm sharing some issues that I see some people do, so I'm going to help you avoid some headaches. We're going to answer the question, why isn't my episode showing up in such and such? So we're going to be talking about it might be the format. And there was a leaked document about YouTube, and I'm going to share my thoughts on how that may sound like a great idea, but we might just want to slow our roll on that. Also, this podcast is equipped with chapters. So if you're hearing something about, we're, we're talking today about using a domain name with your feed, and if that doesn't really apply to you, you should be able to jump to the next space, depending on what app you're using. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan launch, grow, and if you want to monetize your show, my website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And on today's show, we're going to talk about some mistakes, and I've done this in the past, and I think these are new. One of them is very old, but I have a new twist on it, and we're going to start off with that. And I understand why people do this. You've had an idea, you got the equipment, and you pushed yourself through the learning curve, which of course the school of podcasting can help you with that. And you finally get an MP3 done. And much like the uh the Lion King, right? They hold up the little lion and oh look what I've created. And so you're proud of that, and you should be, because there are a lot of people that never get that far. They just sit around, they've ordered a microphone, but one of the things that doesn't typically work, and I preach about this a lot, and you're going to go, oh no, Dave's going to say the word focus group again. And yes, I am, but I have a, a personal reason. So if you ever hear me talk about any time you can illustrate something with a personal story, this is classic Dave. And I also get that we're we're kind of afraid of knowing the truth, right? When you go, wait, you want me to give this to somebody and ask them to tell me what's good about it, what's bad, and all we hear is what's bad. And so my mom, okay, this is this is where Dave busts into story time, so get comfy. This is it's quick. And I'm going to, it sounds like I'm taking a tangent, but I'm still talking about podcasting. You ready? Here we go. My mom is, was a type one diabetic. Uh, she was one since she was a teenager. She died when she was 59 and the people in the hospital were like freaking out that she still could see. She had her feet and hands and things like that. Cause that's one of the side effects of that is your, your body, even if in her case, um, she would take an insulin shot every day, but there's still like the inside of your body's not really happy that things aren't working. And according to the CDC, which we're not going to go there, but for the most part, I believe the CDC, uh, 
it means that I am 70% more likely to get diabetes. So you kind of don't want to know what you probably already know. You ever been that way? You're like, eh, I really don't want to take my car in because I know they're going to tell me I need a new muffler, which I do. Or I don't want to do this because I know they're going to tell me this and you kind of don't want to face the truth. Now, to make a long story short, I bought a thing called a Keto Mojo, which is a fun name. It's a glucose monitoring thing. I basically prick my finger uh, and get out a little blood and, and this little strip thingy sucks it in and it tells me uh, kind of what I suspected, basically. Uh, I do have a link to those, by the way, if you're a person that's been thinking, I should get my blood checked because uh, they do have an affiliate program. But anyway, uh, so this is it measures your blood sugar because when you're a diabetic, you have a lot of blood. You have a lot of sugar in your blood. You also have a lot of blood in your blood, but I'm primarily concerned about the sugar. And, uh, you know, okay, congrats, Dave. Your blood sugar was off the chart. Yeah, and by that, I mean... There's a marker that says, hey, anything above 180 uh, is kind of you're in that warning area. And uh, yeah, I was above that. So congrats on, uh, you know, just breaking the scale there. In fact, I kind of wet my pants. Yeah, just a little bit. But at least I knew. I knew. I was like, oh, you know what? That worst thing you were worried about. Yeah. Uh, You know, congrats. So when you know there's something that needs to be tweaked, what do you do? You tweak it. And that's what I did. I instantly changed my diet and I'm currently going from the holy cow part of the chart down to the you should be concerned part of the chart. And eventually I'm going to be into the good part because a lot of diabetes can be controlled with your diet and a lot of bad podcasts can be solved with editing because that's all I'm doing. I'm editing my food. And in the process, it's making better blood, for like a better phrase. And when you edit your podcast, you make a better episode. See how I tied it in there? And I am eating, by the way, my own dog food. That sounds weird. That is a really weird phrase when you think about it. I'm eating my own dog food. Okay, Uh, I will be interviewing someone in the future. They're coming on the show. They're kind of a monetization angle that I might be working at. And they are a marketing team, and they offered to look at my sales page and kind of give it a critique. So when I say you need to get somebody outside to look at things, I believe that as well. I know they're going to come back and go, do you know this thing here could be here better? And we're a little confused with that and this and that. And I am too close. And so it's just something to think about. I know this week I'll be looking at Scott. I helped Ann. We've got Brenda. In fact, we just had somebody sign up yesterday who's already got a podcast. So Darren, I look forward to working with you. And that's one of the things we do at the School of Podcasting because it makes no sense to market something that's not going to resonate with your audience. So Don't be afraid of bad news because, again, sometimes it's not bad news. Sometimes, hey, that's pretty good. But if it is something you can tweak, well, shouldn't you tweak it now instead of just letting it go on and on and on and wondering, why isn't my show growing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I hear a lot is, why isn't my 
new episode in whatever app. And one of the things that people do in some cases is they will use, in some cases, an obscure, sometimes a not very obscure, but the most compatible file for podcasting is an MP3 file. And I know it's really weird because back when Anchor was Anchor, it spit out M4A files. But if you give Spotify an M4A file, it won't use it and your episode won't show up. It needs to be an MP3 file. The most popular formats are 128 kilobits per second. I realize it sounds kind of geeky. 96 kilobits per second mono and 64 kilobits per second mono. And between you and me, I don't hear any difference between 96 and 64. So I usually say 128 kilobits per second stereo or 64 kilobits per second mono. Now, all of those are at a constant bit rate. So if you're exporting via Audacity, make sure that variable bitrate thing is turned off. And if you're not sure what format to export your show in, here's what you can do. You record like a minute, throw some music in there, because that's the biggest thing that takes a hit, but have some sort of intro, outro music, and then record yourself just saying the alphabet. It doesn't matter, whatever it is. And then when you export the file, name it what it is. So let's say you're exporting your 128 stereo file, name the file 128 stereo, and then go into whatever you're using, Audacity, Hindenburg, make the settings and export it at 64 mono and name the file 64mono.mp3, and then you can vote with your ears. But if you're uploading video, yes, a podcast can be video. We'll talk about video here in a second. But keep in mind, I'll put a link out at podcast 411 Uh, Rob Walsh went through all the popular apps to see what apps actually allowed video. And then some of them would show the video. Some of them would just play the audio and some of them wouldn't do anything at all because they were completely confused. And I usually tell people video is great. You can definitely do a video podcast, but I typically go save your money, throw it on YouTube where people are looking for video Export the audio as audio and throw that on your media host. Speaking of YouTube, and I know you're thinking, oh no, he's going to rant about the whole podcast thing. Yes, I'm upset that YouTube is hijacking the word podcast. It's a YouTube channel, call it a YouTube channel, but that's not what I'm worried about. The, there's a document that was leaked that is basically saying YouTube is going to, in the future, ingest RSS feeds. Now, what does that mean? They're going to suck all the information out of your podcast into YouTube. So all the the episode descriptions and all the media files and things like that, they're going to basically turn into a media host. And you might be thinking, well, that's why Dave doesn't like this idea. Dave works for a media host. I work for Libsyn. And I'm, I thought about this today. I'm like, would this still bug me if I didn't work at Libsyn? And the answer is, yeah. And I'll explain this as we go along. But here's some things, again, to think about. According to Thinkific, the average CPM on YouTube is $6. And when I looked at my account, I was averaging around $5.22, with the lowest being $1.16. So that's per 1,000 views, you make 6 bucks. So to make the math easy, if you had 100 downloads per episode, that would be $0.60 cents an episode. Congratulations. By the end of the month, you might be able to buy a bottle of Mountain Dew. 
And so I don't, again, I'm not an anti-YouTuber, but if they come in and they potentially suck all the audio content out of everyone's platform, that could easily put the majority of podcast media hosting companies out of business. Because what they've done in the past is in 2018, YouTube offered tens of thousands of dollars for influencers to come and try their new tools. They also announced uh, a while back a $100 million fund to reward top YouTube short creators. And I could easily see them with my little crystal ball here saying, come on over and use YouTube for your podcast. Why are you paying for a podcast media hosting company when you can do it for us for free? And then we'll put ads against it. And in the past, that doesn't work for the record. This has been tried with uh, the artist formerly known as Anchor, right? People use a free media host. They grow their audience. And then instead of splitting the money with whoever the hosting company is, in this case, it would be YouTube, where they're probably going to take 30%. Well, you go and go on a independent, shall we say, media host where you can keep 100% of the money. And so free media hosting has never worked. And that's why most of the free media hosts go out of business. Now, obviously, YouTube might be able to weather that a bit. But the other thing you have to ask yourself is, is YouTube going to have a redirect? So in the event you go, hey, I can't get anybody on the phone and I've got a question about this thing making my podcast. So you decide to go to Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Captivate, you know, Buzzsprout. Uh, is YouTube going to supply an RSS feed redirect so you can leave their platform? That is a really good question. Because uh, I could really see this like taking a giant chunk out of the podcasting business. And on one hand, I'm kind of like, well, are they going to really stick around? Because so many big companies have announced stuff like this and then they change it, which is kind of also kind of scary. Because Spotify, when Spotify first came on board, they were hosting your file, and then they uh, they realized that that's a lot of bandwidth, and they went, okay, never mind, and they created this thing called a pass-through. So when you listen to somebody's show on Spotify, and they're on you know, Libsyn, uh, when you hit play, that file's coming from Libsyn. It's passing through Spotify to the media host, but they also said you, originally, you could only get to Spotify through certain partners. And then all the partners are like, hey, thanks, cool. We'll definitely promote your stuff. And then they went, ah, we were just kidding. Anybody can get into to Spotify. So they kind of change things after the ball gets rolling. And it's not really fair to kind of blame YouTube for things that haven't happened because of Spotify. But I do remember when Facebook did their podcasting experiment. Now, if you blinked, you missed that one. It was months, months, not even a year, months. And during that short time, they kind of messed thing up. Uh, I forget exactly what it was. Some test they did, and it caused a giant spike in most media hosts. That was back in April. I remember that because everybody was going, what the heck is going on? And sometimes these big companies jump into spaces without fully understanding the space. And so on one hand, I know the CEO of Spotify has said, oh, we want to be the the best partner with creators. And sometimes you pull your, you know, people closer 
you know, you want to keep them close, but on the other hand, it's easier to knife them in the back once you've pulled them close. So I just say this, if you work in the podcasting space, we might want to kind of go, wait, hold on, let's think about this with YouTube coming in and ingesting RSS feeds. Is that really a good idea? Because the nice thing about it, let's say you say the word booger and Spotify said, that goes against our terms of service. That's not brand safe. And so they kick you out of Spotify. You can still listen to me on all the other apps. That's the joy of that. They call it decentralized. YouTube, well, things like this happen. Well-known YouTuber Mike Figurido, he has um, posted that YouTube has basically turned off his channel's monetization and he couldn't get any answers from the folks at YouTube at all. So, um, you know, again, YouTube, absolutely fine, as long as they like you. And uh, if they don't like you, then they get rid of you. And you don't really have any any right of appeal. You don't have any, um, necessarily, any way of getting in touch with any of these uh, folks. Just something to think about again. That is from Pod News Weekly Review. I'll have a link out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 883. So again, I'm not anti-YouTube. I have had people join the School of Podcasting who found me on YouTube watching my videos. I'm just saying, if they're going to start getting into audio hosting before we all get super excited because such a big company is interested in podcasting, we might want to stop and think about this one a little bit. Oh, gather around, kids. It's time for one of those classic Dave Jackson analogies. And this one is kind of a you don't know what you don't know. So this is for the person that is just starting their podcast. And so we're going to talk about Wi-Fi and we're going to compare it to podcasting. So let's say you have your Wi-Fi at home, right? And let's say I named mine Dave's Wi-Fi because I was feeling creative like that. and. If I pull up my phone and I tap on Dave's Wi-Fi and I enter my password, I am connected. Then the next time I fire up my phone, it just automatically goes to the Wi-Fi and connects. So far, so good? Yeah, okay, we all know that drill. We've been there. And we're going to use Apple as an example, but Apple works in a similar fashion, except instead of looking for a Wi-Fi signal, it's looking at your RSS feed. And if you ever want to see... Like, what is an RSS feed? Just copy the link to your RSS feed and paste that into that top box, you know, the URL spot. Paste it there in a Chrome browser, and you're going to end up with a face full of code. Congratulations, that's what's in your RSS feed. Now, every time Apple, right, the app goes to update it, like, hey, let's go see if Dave has any new episodes out. It goes to that same address. So in the same way that your phone connects to that wi- that same Wi-Fi signal, goes to the same place, Apple and all the other apps go to your feed. So you decide to change the name of your Wi-Fi from Dave's Wi-Fi to No More Mr. Wi-Fi, right? That's the new name. You're an Alice Cooper fan. The problem is when you fire up your phone, your phone won't connect. It's looking for Dave's Wi-Fi. It doesn't know what no more Mr. Wi-Fi is, and it's confused. And when computers get confused, it's not a good thing. So it's still looking for Dave's Wi-Fi, so you have to go in and set it up like that. So let's 
let's picture this phone now confused. Now let's go back to Apple. It's looking at your feed. And this is the scenario that I want to talk about. You wanted to kind of dip your toe into podcasting. You're just getting into it. And you decided instead of going to something like coolerwebsites.com or PodPage, you're just going to use the built-in website with your media host, which is fine. Most of them are perfectly fine. It's a great place to listen. It's a great place to subscribe. That's about all they do. But you're like, okay, but instead of having, which is typically a pretty long thing for your your podcast, it's like your show.mediahost.com slash random number slash RSS. And like nobody's ever going to type that in to go to your website. So you buy a domain, maybe at coolerwebsites.com, because you want to make it easier to remember. And you point your domain at the media host website. So instead of being your show.mediahost.com slash random number slash RSS, it's something like whatever your domain is slash feed, right? Hey, just go to my website. It's mywebsite.com, right? You got that. So you basically take that new easy to remember domain, but that domain is now used in your feed. Remember, that's the blood of your podcast. And you say, hey, Apple, look at this. Hey, Amazon, look at this. Spotify, look at this. Uh, Google Podcasts, look at this. Pocket Cast, Castomatic, et cetera. And it's all looking at that address. And a couple of years go by and you go, you know, this whole built-in website thing, it's not bad. It's a great place to listen, a great place to subscribe. But I want to like have a newsletter. I want to run some A-B split testing. I've heard about this cool WordPress plugin I could use. And I want to kind of migrate away from this basic website. This is where you have a problem because you used the domain that has your feed. So your website.com slash feed is what Apple is looking at. You take your domain.com, whatever that is, and you point it at your new WordPress site or your new pod page website. And uh, when you do that, you don't realize your feed is based on that URL and that URL just moved. So in the same way, that when you kind of change the name of the Wi-Fi, you just kind of changed the location that, that that domain points at. So I say this to say, if you decide to use a media host website, again, nothing wrong with that, and you point your domain at that, ask the support team, whoever that is, I still want to use the original RSS feed. So your show dot you know, mediahost.com slash random number slash RSS. And you're like, oh, wait, isn't that's going to be hard to type in? No, RSS feeds are not for people. They are for apps. And let's prove that point, shall we? You ready? We're going to play a game. Think of your one of your favorite podcasts. You got one? I know I do. All right, great. Now tell me their feed. Yeah, me neither. So feeds are not for human. They're for apps. So the fact that it's a long, ugly name doesn't matter. And that way, your RSS feed is completely separate from your domain. And that way, if later you want to move from Squarespace to WordPress to PodPage, you can just keep re-changing your domain to point at whatever you're calling home and your RSS feed is perfectly fine. And if you're worried, because look, I love Todd Cochran. He's going to tell you to get your own domain 
And I understand that, but my whole thing is don't go with a media host if you're worried about them going out of business. And the ones I've mentioned today are the ones I recommend. And even those media hosts, because a lot of people got into media hosting because, you know, they want some of that sweet podcast money. And uh, they found it was kind of hard and there was a lot of competition and then it went out of business. And I'm here to say many of those were free, by the way. Again, free media hosting, bad idea. But when they went out of business, they still gave people time to move. There was one many, 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 many moons ago that gave you like a week. Most people have been given you more time than that. So that one's kind of geeky. And it only applies to brand new podcasters who are thinking of pointing a domain at their media host. My advice is don't feel free to do that. But when you get your RSS feed, use the one that's really long and ugly. One of the things I strive to never do because I never take it for granted that you're busy and that you're taking time out of your busy day to listen to me. And so if you're a regular listener, we're going to kind of tap out here. I had a friend in from out of town. So number one, hashtag family first, keep your sanity. And my best friend from forever came to town and we went out a bunch this week to dinner and such. And so I didn't have as much time to do show prep and I'm not going to sit here and ramble on just to go, well, it's normally a half hour or 40 minutes or whatever. So I never want to waste your time. And this is just proving it. And on today's show, I helped you avoid a couple podcasting hurdles. And if you're new to podcasting and you think of starting one, I'd love to have you because I can help you avoid a bunch of stuff that would cost you money and time. Go out to school of podcasting.com slash listener. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend or just tell them to go to school of podcasting.com slash follow. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. I help podcasters. It's what I do. And I would love to see what we can do together until next week. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. We want some of that sweet pod, 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 podcast money. Yeah. And uh, that was a lot of pods. Paste it in there in a chrome brise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just a love machine. So, oh, I hate that word. So, stop it.